What the f*** is going on? The Between the Lines Up and In Podcast. In your report. Take your report and shove it up your f***. With Joel Crato. Put that in your fork, you little kid pimpsqueak. And Between the Lines co-founder. First time you've ever get hired in professional baseball? Wallace. Former minor league baseball player, Matt Meyer. Jesus, you got it being an embarrassment to professional baseball being like that. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Up and In Between the Lines podcast. I'm your host, Joel Credo, and with me is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the 2022 exact national showcase invitee, the 30-year-old himself from the 2010 class, Matt Meyer. Matt, people here may not know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the 2022 exact national invitee showcase uh, what am I talking about here? Tell the audience. Yeah, I got a, I got an email the other day. I think this was about two weeks ago, um, saying that this organization was looking for players with my, uh, uh, with my background. So I guess they're looking for 30 year old washed up college slash professional players to come and compete at this showcase. Maybe, maybe the, uh, the COVID, uh, what is it? The COVID, uh, uh, the COVID year, I guess for that, I got a, I got an extra year of eligibility, so I can still run it up there a little bit. So I'm kind of excited about the opportunity, although I think it was a mistake, which it sounds like again, that it was, but, uh, nevertheless, I'm going to train for it. It's on August 6th. So I have, uh, I have a couple months to prepare myself to go up against, uh, uh, freshmen to, uh, so what is that? 2022s to 2000 and I guess it'd be 2023s. 2023s to 2027s. So I might, I might be blowing 90 miles an hour by a, by a freshman in high school. We'll see. Go do, go do the Eric Sims training. Make sure you throw your chairs, your kettlebells, everything else in between. But these guys are invites as well. So I can't really take it. You know, I can't take it easy on them. They, they, they got the invite. They deserve to be there just like myself. And we're going to see what happens. Are you going to uh, show up full blow eye black, you know, pinstripes, the whole caboose or are you going to go in there and just act like you're a 30 year old who just got off work like yeah i'm here to throw signed up for this still been waiting on my big shot for the last 15 years what do you think you're going to go with i don't know i don't i don't know how i'm going to do it um i've 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 bounced back and forth between uh between taking it serious oh if i take it serious though it's going to be over serious it's going to be eye black it's going to be uh uh, stirrups uh i'm gonna have wristbands on both sides and again i'm not just doing pitching either i think i'm going to I think I'm going to try out as a, uh, as a position player as well. So I'm hoping that there's a lot of college coaches there that see what I can bring to the table. <laughs> uh, former Lindenwood lion, former Colorado Rocky draft pick, Matt Meyer himself trying to blow smoke at a high school showcase. Um, sounds like a self-esteem issue, but I'm no counselor. I'm not a therapist. I do not have a degree in that, but uh, I think there's other words that they use for that, but not going to get into that. So it's not very appropriate to talk about, but, you know, purpose of this podcast is to talk about the hot topic conversations of the game of baseball today and make it a platform that is accessibility to conversation, discussion, um, and bring both sides together to have conversation. Talk about pitch counts. Talk about, you know, technology in the game. Is it helping or hurting? Talking about arm care. Talk about driveline, hitting approaches, pitching approaches. Um, there's so many topics in the game of baseball today that 
that if you get on social media, you would have no idea what the right answer is because everybody thinks that they're right. You know, we were talking about just yesterday about Tom house and the five ounce baseball and should little leaguers be using it. And, you know, Matt, I saw you had a conversation on Twitter about it. Uh, I was actually looking up on Twitter now to uh, bring up the gentleman's name who actually, I, I, I would actually like to bring him on our podcast. It sounds like he runs his own, his own pitching program and, and, you know, follows Tom house. And he even said it himself. He's like, man, if I was, you know, doing things the same way that I was doing them two years ago, it's like, man, I'd be, you know, I'd be ridiculed for that. But it's like, at the same time, that was the norm. So no one's going to ridicule you for that. But it's like Tom House comes out and says, you know, we asked little leaguers to throw the same five outs baseballs as major league baseball players. I believe this should change. So could this be the beginning of something new? And with that being the case, of course, you're going to get ridiculed for it, especially on Twitter. I had another tweet um, essentially saying that it doesn't engage discussion. It engages emotions because you only have 160 characters to essentially say what you want to say. And sometimes that just isn't enough. So you engage that conversation. And before you can actually prove your point, people are getting too pissed off and calling you an idiot and blocking you. And there's just nothing that's, you know, that comes positive that comes out of that. But uh, Ryan Christian was his name. And again, he runs his own, he runs his own pitching Academy, but I want to, you know, I want to bring him on. We had a nice discussion back and forth. Again, it's just, it's nice to have that dialogue back and forth and, and, something positive come out of it. Uh, and again, it's, it, it comes down to communication. A lot of the times, even with, even with instructors and coaches, uh, players going to different, you know, players going to different coaches and instructors. Um, a lot of the times the coaches and instructors are saying the same thing. It's just communicated differently, but again, social media for some reason brings out the worst in us. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hot conversations happening on Twitter. I mean, almost anything Jeff Fry tweets, Aaron, Eric Sims yeah. tweets, Tom House tweets, always has somebody want to discuss, argue. I saw, uh, you know, a collegiate coach or a former collegiate coach and a, a hitting instructor get into it the other day on Twitter um, a little bit. And Twitter is so good, like you said, because it only allows so many characters. So, you know, something that could be an actual conversation, a phone call turns into, let me put out my exact points and then just counteract you. And, you know, society today, we're so easy to respond, but so bad to listen to what was said back to us we just want to respond we listen to respond and not listen to hear um but yeah. you know not only is matt are you the 2022 exact maybe they'll give out an mvp award maybe you'll win the mvp of the 2022 exact national showcase his dad um, would not be happy about that <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he won you he's know, 35 I, years old this <laughs> can't be happening this is bad for the game dude bad for the we game. all you'll got be, invites be, to be oh, here chill out you'll get uh You'll have people tweeting about how you're an embarrassment to the game of baseball and how you're taking away fun and you're not making it fun or, you know, what would be bad though, is if you did, like you said, go as a two way and you strike out against like a 14 year old throwing 72 miles an hour, you just get blown by. That would yeah, not you be a good, yeah, but you know brand. what though? It's like, if I'm, what if I'm throwing up, what if I'm throwing against a 14 year old kid and I am touching 90 miles an hour on, you know, on the radar gun and that kid gets, he goes two for three against me. Right. It's like, man, okay. This kid obviously is not, getting blown away by velocity, I might, I might put this kid on my radar. So I think it goes both ways. Does that make you look bad or the Rockies bad for drafting you if a 14 year old goes two for three against you? Well, I mean, I'm 30 years old. As long as I don't hit any of these kids and kill one of them, <laughs> I might need to sign a, an additional waiver. Sign a waiver, throwing gas. Oh man. But, you know, speaking of playing for the Rockies, Matt, you know, you had your moment of fame, actually a couple of moments of fame with the Rockies and you're, you know, not a long 
tenuous career, but a respectable career in the minor leagues. Dansby Swanson gets drafted by the Atlanta Braves, number one pick out of Vandy, one of the most celebrated collegiate baseball players in the last couple of years. Everyone knew who he was who followed baseball. Dansby Swanson struggling a little bit in the minors, faces Matt Meyer and gets his career going. You want to tell us that story? Yeah, he loves 3-2 change-ups in case uh, the big <laughs> leaguers were wondering, um, although I'm sure their stuff's just a tad bit better than mine. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think, Dansby Swanson at the time. I want to say he, somewhere under 200. I can't remember exactly what the stat line was. But this was the moment, the pitch, the game that got him that got him going. Um, it was uh, runners on, I can't remember if it was first and second or second and third. It was late in the ball game. We ended up winning the game, which is great. Um, but uh, I came in in a tight situation, again, facing, facing Dansby Swanson. Uh, had some pretty good at had some pretty good uh, at bats on some on, on some pretty good pitches uh, earlier on in the count. Uh, some balls that went a very long way, but luckily those those were foul. And of course, the wind just happened to be blowing thirty miles an hour straight to left field. Of course, um, of course. so this was not working in my favor. But um, uh, nevertheless, threw him a three two changeup. Talking to a good friend of mine, Nate Boyster, actually, who was apparently watching the game, or maybe he saw the highlights on on ESPN, which apparently it made it that far. Um, pretty big deal. Number one overall pick hits his first home run. And, and, uh, of course, like I said, it was, it, you know, it was off me, but Boyster said that they were tipping these, uh, they were tipping pitches. And, uh, apparently he got the tip that whether this is true or not, um, that a changeup was coming and, uh, he, uh, he, he hit it a mile. My neck is still pretty sore from, from, uh, from me watching the ball go over the left field wall. I remember you were wearing a cone for about two weeks with a whiplash cone. How fast your neck turned! I remember. Yeah, I thought about contacting my attorney and seeing if we could uh we could work something out there, but no, there there wasn't a there wasn't a case. So you heard it here first, Matt Meyer, not only the person who was responsible for Dansby Swanson's career. Oh yeah, he went off after that. By the way, I forgot to mention that. I think he went on to hit like three fifty or something the rest of the season. So for every pitcher that uh that saw Dansby Swanson after me, I. I, I apologize. The ball is obliterated, by the way. I can't it find was. video of it anywhere. But oh, you, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. I'll, I'll send it to you. Maybe I'll even post it out on Twitter as well. It's, it's post a cool moment. Twitter and tag him in it and say you're welcome. Oh, by the way, I, I forgot to mention this. I, this was years later. I was down in, uh, uh, down in Arizona for uh, 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 one of the postgrad programs that we're working with, and uh, of course, this story comes up kind of as an icebreaker um, with me and, and a lot of the organizations. But I found an article in which he. Uh, he was actually speaking pretty highly of me. Um, so, uh, Dansby Swanson, respect. I appreciate that. Hey, he, he is your daddy. So, there's uh, <laughs> definitely that to be said. But not only is Matt the reason for Dansby Swanson's career taking off the way it did, um, and we appreciate that. I'm sure all of Atlanta and Braves fans are yeah. appreciative of you. But you also hold a minor league record that not many people know about. You hold the record for most balks in a season, balks in a week, balks in a game, and balks in a single inning. Matt, tell us about the time when you set the minor league baseball world on fire with your records. Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't know, if, by the way, if I'm a if I'm the record holder, but my scout that drafted me actually brought that to my attention. He goes, "You very well may be in a record book somewhere for the most amount of balks." Uh, like you said, not only in a game or season for that matter, but, uh, but in an inning. And uh, this kind of dates back. There's, there was two situations in which I got, I got called for these so-called box. Uh, one was at home 
well, <laughs> there was three of them that were like, that were at home. Um, and me and the umpire, I don't know why, for some reason, my delivery just didn't sit well with him. And it was the only guy in, during the whole season that would call continuous box on me in that particular moment. Uh, and he always happened to be behind home plate. So uh, I had some choice words for him. Uh, he didn't end up throwing me out this game, this game um, when I was at home and uh, ended up pitching pretty well. Um, fast forward to, I believe we were in Utah um, and my farm director was in town. And of course, the gentleman that's behind the plate, as soon as I get into the game is the umpire that <laughs> that feels the need to call to call box on me. Um, so it calls the first one, which is fine. Again, I think I think I come in with a runner in first. So now, well, now we got a runner in scoring position. Calls another box. So that moves him from second to third. Calls yet another box. And at this point, it's like, all right, clearly I don't deserve to be in this game with the umpire behind the plate. So I'm going to have a couple of choice words and, and I'm just going to let maybe my choice words dictate my, you know, my, uh, my future in this game. And uh, the umpire decided that, uh, that he was going to throw me out of the game. Um, like I said, I, I did have a few choice words and my farm director, of course, who's sitting, you know, behind the plate uh, evaluating our every move to try and decide if we should move up or potentially go home. Um, I decided that again, my emotions got the best of me. And uh, the umpire, uh, the umpire ended me, ended up throwing me out of the game. Um, the best part about this situation is, as I'm on my way, uh, walking back to the uh, to the clubhouse, uh, which is in left field, um, I'm making my way back, and of course, the crowd is just loving it, right? And it's probably beer Thursday or something like that. Um, so they're all having a good time. They're screaming at me and get off the field and you know, balk another time. Just basically, just let me have it, which again, rightfully so. But I'm working my way back out to the field. And of course, the, the door's locked, right? So I'm standing out in left field by myself. I turn around, the crowd's just laughing at me. <laughs> like, I just cannot get out of this situation. Um, and but five minutes go by, maybe they get someone out there to, uh, to, unlock the field, to unlock the field for me, let me into the clubhouse and, and save, me from, uh, save me from that embarrassment. So, but yeah, it was a, it was a, again, I need to, I need to look somewhere and see if I'm still uh if I'm still on the leaderboard somewhere for the most walk. So my stamp, your mark. Yeah. I made my mark. Yeah. I made my mark in minor league baseball somewhere. Again, not the stat that I, that I wanted to make my mark on, but nevertheless, uh, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a book somewhere. So. So how long the umpire let you uh, get after him? He, he have good form on the throw. Did he have good point? Did he, did he follow <laughs> through on his throwing you out? Yeah. I think he kind of expected it to come. I mean, it's again, this dated back to, again, maybe a week before that we were in grand junction and uh, it was, it was in the last inning of the game, luckily. Um, so uh, it was, again, I think some of that tension carried over from grand junction to, uh, to Utah and, and it, it was kind of expected at that point. Now, is that the only time you've ever been thrown out of a game? No, actually my first college game ever, I got thrown out of, um, I uh, was already with an umpire. It, it was just kind of all game long, all game long um, in my mind. And again, I didn't, I didn't have the best view. I was, I was young, uh, younger, and uh, my emotions got the best of me in the last inning. I think we were in extra innings um, and uh, the umpire blew a call at the plate and I, I, I lost my cool on him. And, uh, and it made no sense for me to get thrown out of the game. It made no sense. It was, the game was over. Um, all that did was it suspended me for the next game. So the game was over again, we're, we're all walking off the field. And I felt like I was, you know, I felt the need to, to, to give a few choice words to the umpire as I'm, as I'm leaving the stadium. And, 
And uh, apparently you can, by the way, coaches, you can still get thrown out and suspended a game, even once that game ends. So I don't know at what point you you're, you're free from that. Like if we go to the, if we go to a restaurant, we go to dinner and I see the umpires there and I start yelling at them. Yeah. We go to Applebee's and I start letting them have it, you know, and we're all in street clothes. Am I still deemed to be suspended for the next game? I'd like to know how far you can take that. Um, not saying that I'm going to follow umpires. I'm going to follow them home or to their next, uh, their next destination. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I ended up getting tossed out of my first college game ever. So maybe that's a, uh, Maybe that's another, I feel like I'm breaking all of the records in the raw for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I need to like lead in strikeouts or something or hit the most home runs. I need to, I need to find something else to a, a new, uh, a new record to break. That's actually a positive one. So I've, I've never been thrown out of a game. I coach high school baseball in a small, small school in rural Missouri. Joel's not, Joel's not a nice guy though. I, I don't care what anyone said. Oh, I, I, shit. I guess we'll probably get to this. I've been thrown out of a youth game as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never been thrown out of a game. I've come close a few times. Uh, and of course, as any coach would say, rightfully so, I was in the right. And the best umpire story I've got has does not, you know, have me in it. It's just a story I've heard from a coach, a high school coach locally that I was talking to about a coach that we both know. I won't throw this coach under the bus, Matt. But uh, Wait, was that me? Huh? Are you saying you're not going to throw him under the bus? I'm not you, throwing this coach under the bus for this story. Oh, I got you. You said, I'm not going to throw this coach under the bus, Matt. And then I thought you were going to go into my story. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this coach is telling me a story about a coach who's been coaching for a long time that we both know. And he's a collegiate coach. And the coach telling me the story is a graduate assistant. Or no, no, no. I'm, I apologize. He's a player who got hurt. So he was like a player coach. He stayed on the team to help coach. Um, and so he's traveling. And the head coach tells him when they're going to this school somewhere in Tennessee and goes, you have one job this weekend. Every time I go down here, I get thrown out. You have one job. Do not <laughs> let me get thrown out. And he was like, all right, great. I can do that. If that's my only job. I can make sure that you don't get thrown out. I think but I know you who you're talking about. You got to, you, gotta, you know, you got to pull me off the field. You got to pull me off the field. Whatever you got to do, you have one job. All right, I got it. So they get to the field first inning. First inning, first play of the game. First ball, first pitch fastball, kid hits a ground ball to third. Bang, bang, play at first. Save everybody else. Umpire calls him out. Coach starts to walk up the dugout, the stairs. is an in-ground or, yeah, an in-ground dugout. He's walking upstairs. The player coach grabs him. He's like, Coach, I can't let you go out there. I've got one job. I can't blow it. No, 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 don't worry. I'm, I'm just going to ask him a question. It has nothing to do about anything about the call. Like, what, what are you supposed to say there when you're a 22-year-old who, you know, this is your head coach, regardless, not your coworker, it's your head coach. No. Okay. Go out there. You know what this reminds me of Joel real quick. This reminds me of who's the NFL coach that hired someone to, or maybe it's back coach. Sean McVay. Yeah. Just to keep him, keep him off the field. That's your one job. (laughs) Walking upstairs, coach tries to pull him back. You can't go out there, coach. I've got one job. No, don't worry about it. I'm just going to go ask him a question. Has nothing to do about the call. Okay. Sounds good. Coach walks out onto the field, doesn't, doesn't go to the umpire, just like he claimed he wouldn't, standing on the mound. About 15 seconds go by. The umpire walks on over, hey, coach, what are you doing? This mound visit, what are you doing? Just, still, just standing there, arms crossed, looking around. Next umpire comes up. So now, there's, now all four of them are, are you know, gathering. <laughs> coach, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, coach? He goes, oh, 
I figured that you guys just let anybody stand in the field since you got this bozo at first standing there. <laughs> See ya. So he's walking back to the dugout, sees the player coach and goes, you had one bleeping job and you screwed it up. <laughs> the funny, the funniest part about the story is I know exactly who you're talking about, which is, it just makes it that much more funny. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You have one job. He's come a long walks way. Out there, walks, walks out on the mound. Oh, I figured you guys just let any bozo out here since you let this bozo at first out here. <laughs> I had a, you had one job and you screwed it up. <laughs> well, I had an umpire uh, threatening to call the cops on me in, uh, in, in a youth game. Oh, not, be, not because I was being physical or anything like that. It's just I, I, I refused to leave. It, it just it bugged me that much. Call your tournament director. Get someone else here that's above you. I need to have a conversation with him because obviously you have no idea what it is that you're doing. And again, this sounds this this podcast Joel, by the way is going to make me look very bad towards umpires like you've got um, some traumatic <laughs> traumatic stress from Dansby Swanson I guess so I guess so after Dansby Swanson every position that I've held uh from what it, I haven't been thrown out as a fan yet maybe that's maybe I need yeah. to add that one to the bucket list yeah um, and also might be a record I don't know how many fans have been thrown out of games for heckling umpires oh I'm sure it's been I'm sure it's been a lot uh, but nevertheless this guy and and, and the funniest part about this is like, let's say you do call the cops, you know, what's, what's that discussion look like between the, the dispatch, the dispatch call? 911 emergency. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a youth baseball field and this, uh, yeah, this coach is, he's really upset about a, about a, you know, about a play at the plate. Play that, you know, yeah. Play at second that, uh, you know, that, that I made. Can you, can you uh, help get him off yeah. the field? Can you send a SWAT really team? Bad. Can you send a SWAT team? This 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 may get out of control here. And that's the thing with the tournament directors. Like they were like, no, like we understand. Like just hang out here for a sec. You'll be back next game. You know, the way I handled the situation again, I I thought was very professional. But apparently that didn't that wasn't the case with uh, with the umpire. But they uh, they did th- nevertheless they did threaten to call the cops on me. SWAT team, military. They they wouldn't need to need to bring them all. I was pretty upset. But I'm not a bad guy. I promise. I, I love umpires. I really do. I, I I think there's a way to there is a professional way to to handle those particular situations. And again, I think it, it, again, I think the game of baseball. You watch a major league game and you watch these managers just go absolutely ballistic on these umpires. John Wally Backman. So Wally Backman does so good breaking down those conversations. He does. He does. And look up Wally Backman. Like that kind of yeah. again. You you would almost think that's like parody. Like the fact that of him being mic'd up in that particular moment, throwing baseball bats on the field, throwing baseballs on the field. And again, if you've never heard of Wally Backman, um, please, uh, you might want to, you might, if you're, if you're under the age of 18, maybe choose the unedited version, but nevertheless, it is absolutely hilarious. And maybe Joel, we can get to the point where we can start playing audio playbacks on this podcast in your wow. report, take your report, <laughs> just so many good, so many good one-liners from Wally Backman. Oh my gosh. And then at the end, like you're right, Joel, he called, let's go get a beer doc. That's a great yeah. one-liner as well. <laughs> let's go get a beer doc. Just like another day at the yard. Yep. Yeah. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet the other day that said, uh, "You know, getting ejected in baseball is one of the oddest things. Nothing like saying a few bad words and getting sent home from work for the rest of the day. Like you said, too many (laughs) bad words. You're gone. Go home. You can come back tomorrow." Yeah. So then, some somebody quote tweeted it and said, "When I was 13, I was playing in a 13U tournament at the University of Notre Dame, and I said the F word too loud, and I got suspended for the rest of the tournament from the tournament." The tournament director suspended him for saying the F word too loud for mm. everybody here. Wasn't allowed to play for the rest of the weekend. Imagine spending all that money as a mom and dad for your kid and traveling to the University of Notre Dame to play in a tournament. Travel, hotel expenses, food expenses, paying to just play in the tournament. Mm-hmm. 
And if your kid says the F word really loud and gets suspended for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lawsuit there or yeah, at least a I, refund. And it, but I think there is a level of respect that is, that is lost with umpires. And I think you're starting and it's social media. Again, there are good things that come out of the social media side of things to where I think it's bringing, bringing it, bringing a lot of this to light. Um, there's a gentleman that we're actually going to have on the podcast, um, from that video, Joe, a couple of weeks back, uh, where that umpire was getting into it with the fans I actually ended up calling the game. Um, you know, and again, it's, this isn't about you. It's about the kids. Well, you're making this about you as the parent and not about the kids either. It's like, there's some point to where me as an umpire, where I'm, I'm scared for my life. Right. I'm, 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 I'm scared that one of these coaches, exactly. You are, there's two of you. There's two of you. And if there's two parents for every kid, there's 24 parents on one side, 24 parents, that's 48 people that, you know, again, you're, you're going to be right 50% of the time. And it's it, at that particular point, it's, this is a game in a situation where they expect you to be perfect, you know, especially as the game, the closer the game and the later the game, it's again, those tensions just begin to get a lot more, uh, a lot more crazy. So it's, it, it, as an umpire, again, it's just, it's, and it does get physical, right? You, you've seen videos out there where, where coaches are, or bumping umpires or, or throwing fists. And it's just, it's, it's a scary time to be an umpire, especially as a young kid. And this is the other thing, Joel, that, that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that I didn't know, at least looking into this video, the kid in the field was a high school kid, you know, um, who's to say that maybe it just wasn't his turn behind the plate. What if it was his turn behind the plate? And now these, these adults who again, probably have no idea that a high school kids out there, just, I don't want to say volunteering his time, but he obviously he's making money from it, but Not still never He's not making a whole, and it's not, yeah, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is, whatever the going rate is, is not worth my Gas life. for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, especially nowadays, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just, uh, that. you know, that's 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 ridiculous, especially as a fan, you know, and I get the coach's perspective at times. It's like, actually, maybe even You've I don't. That coach. I have, and, and emotions do, you know, have a tendency to run a little high, but um, but again, there, there just needs to be uh, – it needs to be addressed. And I think the videos that are coming out, it, it's, it's, again, I think it's, I think it's really helping the game of baseball, especially from an umpire's perspective. All right. Well, moving forward, there's going to be more podcast episodes with myself and Matt. Um, keep up to date with what we're doing. There's going to be a lot of good stuff. We're going to have a guy come on uh, pretty soon. I think in the next episode, come and talk about pitch counts and just today's pitch counts, you know, at 87 pitches, you know, we think that a guy's, you know, he's still cruising. But once he hits that hundredth pitch, all of a sudden we start to freak out. And we're like, oh, my gosh, he reached triple digits. You know, how should we look at pitch counts? How should we train for pitch counts? Just today's game and pitch counts and analytics is just really revamped how we look at it. And so we're going to have a discussion with a guy who's coached some minor league baseball, coached some independent baseball, worked with some pro guys, runs a facility, and just break down his thoughts and insight on that. Um, but moving forward, you know, great first episode, Matt. I'm excited to see what we do in the future. And until then, keep up to date with what we're doing, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.